Hello, and welcome to the Table and Well podcast. I'm Tennyson. And I'm Janelle. Thank you for joining us as we discuss topics and give practical tools that help you live, grow, and be in healthy, joy-filled relationship with God, yourself, and others. For more information and resources, or if you're looking for coaching, connection, and community, please visit tableandwellco.com. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Thank you for joining us today for the Table and Well podcast. This is episode number 46. We are so excited that you're here with us today. And as always, please feel free to download and subscribe to this podcast on your favorite listening platform. So in this episode, we are going to be continuing, actually concluding our conversation on healthy correction. Um, over the last few episodes, we've, we've had a pretty in-depth look at healthy correction and, and why it's important, why we need to be corrected. Um, and inside of that, we've talked about shame and we've redefined, I believe, what shame is and how it is to be used uh, in correction. Um, it's not to be manipulated. It's not to be used to get what you want, but it's been it needs to be used. And I believe the way that God designed it to be used is to grow our character. I can hear some of you guys now saying, what do you mean it's designed to grow our character? How does shame grow our character? And that's a very great question. We answered that in the previous podcast. You can go back and listen to that. But basically what it sounds like and what it is, is that we, our brains are designed to only make changes when there's pain, when there's a pain point. And so there's different things that um, we've talked about the big six emotions and there's sadness, fear, anxiety, disgust. Shame is one of those emotions. There's a few others as well. But shame is directly connected to our character. Remember, shame is that feeling of no one is glad to be with me. And when it's done in a healthy way, when shame is used in a healthy way, then that feeling is um, it's that feeling of shame, but being drawn back into relationship. That's what it looks like to have healthy shame or have healthy correction. It's my actions have caused the separation between me and a group or me and a person but this person is happy to be with me. And so they draw me back into relationship and they help remind me of who I am and how it is for me to act. So as we conclude our conversation on healthy correction, we're going to be looking at toxic shame and why it's important that we understand what it is and that we're able to recognize it and reject it. Toxic shame is not from God. It's not part of a healthy community. And so it's very important that we can recognize it when we see it coming, that we don't take that on as our own. And so we're able to move into a very healthy relationship with God, ourselves and others. So here is the last part of our conversation on healthy correction. So in reality, our environments are going to have both toxic and healthy shame at play. Absolutely. Yes. This is not going to be something that, because it's been taught once in a book or now we've said it in a podcast, <laughs> like this is the norm. Right. So we have to be real that even as, even if this was the group identity of a community, mm -hmm. there's still going to be toxic shame at play. It's yeah. still going to be present because that is what we know to do. To Again. get people to do what we think they should do. That's that's one of the tools, unfortunately, that culturally is at play. Right. That's our experience. And, that's all we know. Yep. And that's even in a community where we might even have decided we want to do a different way. <laughs> Absolutely. That's not even talking about all the other communities where we haven't decided. Haven't even or decided. like we said, the conversation's never been had. Right. And you're just trying a new way that hasn't been communicated or tried before. Right. 
So we really do need to know how to handle both. Yeah. Because what do we do now that we know that there is a different way that mm-hmm. healthy shame can be used to help us grow as people and help us grow in relationship and that shame itself is not bad yeah. as long as it's not used toxically. Mm-hmm. What do we do when it is? And what does it even look like? So we we kind of know what it yeah. looks like, but I think there's words that are used that it's like, oh, right, that's what that is. The main word, especially in the church community, mm-hmm. is condemnation. Yeah. It's like this, you know, overarching, you're condemned, you know. And right. You, again. Yes. You're bad. You're, you're out. Yes, you're condemned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, biblically, you know, in Romans it says that there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Right. So, condemnation is not from God. No. At all. Not and it has to be dealt with. Yes, absolutely. It's actually a huge tool of the enemy if he can get in and use shame, toxic shame, because he can use it to reshape our identity. Yeah. As we talked about before, it becomes this left brain messaging mm-hmm. that over and over and over again goes, I'm bad. I can't. I I fail. Um, nobody wants to be with me. Right. Basically, I'm not worthy of love and belonging. Mm-hmm. And then, and that is not who God is. That would never be what he would say to us. And I think it's interesting that I was thinking a little bit earlier about um, Adam and Eve. Wow. Yeah. And their time in the garden. Mm-hmm. And how, I don't know about you, but I've heard in church before that God condemned them. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, that he said to them, you're bad. I don't want to be with you anymore. Now get out of the garden. Yeah, that's not. And he cast them out, you yeah. know, like this whole message that that God uses toxic shame. Yeah. He that's... uses condemnation. He does not. No. Especially because of the blood of Jesus. Right. But in that moment, mm-hmm. there wasn't sin at play prior to that moment. Right. But even with sin, did it diminish his joy? Yes. Yes. Did it break the relationship? Yes. Yeah. Did it destroy his side of the attachment? No. Nope. 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 He wasn't going anywhere, and he did not send them away from him. He sent them away from what? The place. The place. The garden. The place where the sin was committed, actually. Because there was a tree that also would give them everlasting life with 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 sin sin. now at play. So he actually cast them out to protect them, mm-hmm. not to dismiss them from relationships. So I think that's, it was, I think that's yeah, a fun thing that, because we've used toxic shame as a message in the church and condemnation. Right. And like, like he's cast them out and all this, but no, I mean, as if the, that's God's character. Yeah. And that's not it at all. It's it was purely out of love mm-hmm. and for their protection and their growth mm-hmm. that he said, you can't be in here anymore. Mm-hmm. He also said, Hey, who told you you were naked? Yeah. Uh huh. You know, he didn't, he didn't say, you think you're naked, you know, right. whatever you, 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 uh, and he created clothes for them. He said, we're in this together. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, you know what, go find yourself something to cover yourselves up yeah. with then. He went and, and well, he made them clothes. Well, he actually, like, well, he upgraded their clothes. Right. Because oh, that's true, they, had they, a, they put on fig leaves right? to cover themselves and he went and killed an animal and he made clothes for them. Right. He yeah, upgraded their great, clothes. Great like, point. He, yeah. He was literally, <laughs> I mean, he, Obviously, he walked in the cool of the day, but in that moment, mm-hmm. he was with them in the middle 
of their stuff and their yeah. mess and their sin. And everything he did and all the communication he had to him was to bring them back into relationship with himself. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? So when we see that there's wow. a different message at play within the church in particular, we know that that's condemnation. We yeah. know that that's toxic shame, mm-hmm. whether that's in behavior within our within our communities or whether that's messages from the platform yeah. that God himself casts us out for the sake of casting us out. It is not true. Do we have consequences to our behavior? Yes. Yes, absolutely. And this whole difference between toxic shame and healthy shame and healthy correction and all of that isn't about you don't have to have a consequence. Right. <laughs> like, let us say that too, that yeah. your behavior will bear fruit. Good, bad, or indifferent. Right. It will bear fruit. Absolutely. I just I, I just see people, kids listening to this and they go, mom, you can't punish me. <laughs> That's that's toxic shame. No, honey, no, that's not, that's not what that is. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that's not what we're saying. No, at all. There is consequence there, to yes. what we do, mm-hmm. even when it's not intentional choice. There's still consequence, right? Like some guy almost rear ended me yesterday. I don't know if he, he wouldn't choose to rear end me. Right. But he might be making other choices that would have caused that. Or maybe he was just zoned out. Yeah. You know, and then he would have felt terrible. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this isn't just about things that we're choosing. So whether we make a conscious choice or whether we make a mistake, mm-hmm. condemnation and toxic shame comes into play when it's much more about us paying attention to the shame message that over and over yeah. again, I am mm-hmm. X. Right. Yeah. Versus our true identity. Right. Who we are. Who we are. Yeah. Who we are as individuals and who we are as a group together. Yeah. That we are not people who X. Right. We are people who X. Mm -hmm. And when when the message becomes this negative, I am negative, bad, however, over and over again. Yeah. That is when condemnation is at play. And especially when we're using it as a weapon against one another and when we're using it as a weapon against ourselves. Yeah. And so it's interesting because when those when we are able to recognize the difference between healthy shame and toxic shame, Mm -hmm. then the toxic shame, we have to completely just reject and and just get that out of here. Because if we continue to dwell on that, then it turns into condemnation, turns into it's just a spiral that goes on and on and on and on. And so um, basically it says when we confuse toxic and healthy correction or toxic and healthy shame, we open ourselves up to condemnation. Mm-hmm. And then we start to mistake people's accusations for godly correction, oh, quote goodness. unquote, right? Yeah. Um, and we, we don't protect ourselves against condemnation because if we don't see mm-hmm. what's at play, yeah. yep. okay, we're corrected. We could have, we could have made a poor mistake. I could have made a more mm-hmm. poor mistake. Someone comes to correct me, Yeah. but they come to condemn me. Yeah. They come with toxic shame. I have to have awareness that that's yes. what's at play. Yep. If not, I'm going to take what they say. The enemy's going to partner with what they've said. Yep. I'm going to partner with what they've said. Mm-hmm. I'm now going to validate what they've said yes. and start to bring it on myself as my identity. Yes. Yep. They're right. That's who I am. And then I'm going to live in the cycle of that. Right. And then out of that, then, like I said before in a different podcast, but then there's performance and then you get into this whole thing of, well, I have to do this. So the pastor doesn't, 
you know, X, Y, Z, or I have to do this so I can. And that's, yeah. Or I live in such shame and insecurity because I I really do think I'm a horrible person that I just disappear, that I disappear or I perform. I put on a mask and pretend to be somebody I don't actually really believe myself to be. I don't actually get to live in the wholeness of who I am Yeah. because I've stopped believing in that a long time ago Yeah. because people have told me time and time again that I'm nothing. And I came into agreement with that. Yes. So, yeah, we have to be aware of what's at play. Absolutely. And we have to be willing to say something about it. Yeah, because this, that, what you just, what we just described is the probably number one tool that if there's someone in your community that you're connected to or someone that you might know who is a narcissist or has narcissistic tendencies, Mm-hmm. that's the strategy that they'll use Yes, to get you to do what they want you to do. Yes. And it's not, and it looks not like that. No. Nah, yeah. It is not as blatant, Mm-mm. especially if you're close to them. It's not as blatant as we just said. Like, of course, why would I ever listen to somebody telling me that I'm a horrible person? Mm-hmm. Why would I ever believe that? Yeah. Why would I take that on and come into agreement with that and validate somebody saying to me that I'm worthless? Oh, but we do. All the time. Why would I turn around and perform for that person? Oh, but But we we do. do. And so we have to address this. Mm -hmm. This is where we get real off base when we talk about group identity and shallow group identity. Yeah. Is when this whole concept of healthy correction becomes toxic shame. Mm. And it's less about my heart to build you as a person. Yeah. And to build your character and to build mm-hmm. joy among our community and to see joy multiplied in our community and to yeah. create passing lanes for one another. Right. And it becomes more about me mm-hmm. avoiding my own shame yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and making sure that you know that you have plenty. So in all of that, maturity is huge. Yeah. Because because what we're saying is not an it's not uh, an out for you to say, well, I don't have to listen to anyone or right. you turn around and say, well, I don't agree with you. Right. So that must not that must be toxic. Mm-hmm. That's not what we're saying at all. Right. There's a there's a maturity that needs to be in you mm-hmm. to be able to to discern. Yes. What's coming at you. Yes. To be able to say, OK. Yeah. I can humble myself and I hear that. I hear what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, we need, that's a character thing. I need to work on, and we're going to yeah. move. And then you also need to have the maturity and the humility to listen to it and go, yeah, that's not about me. <laughs> yeah. That That's that, yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. That's and, actually maybe about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. so again, we're not, that is not a free pass to say, I don't have to listen to authority. I don't have mm-hmm. to listen to my parents or listen to my pastor, or listen to my right. teachers. It's none of that. Right. Exactly. But we do need to still be aware. Yes. And if things are brought up in a toxic shame way and there isn't an invitation into relationship, because that's what it should look like, mm-hmm. right? When we're healthy, healthily corrected, there should be an issue address and it should be an immediate invitation back into relationship. If that's not happening and you see somebody point something out in you that you're like, okay, now I can agree with that, but I maybe can't, it does not feel right the way they're delivering it. Cause we mm-hmm. can feel shame. Like it's still going to evoke pain. Yes. Toxic shame and healthy shame are both going to evoke pain. Yes. They should. Absolutely. But if that person who delivered the message to you is not in a healthy place and they're not inviting you back into a relationship, 
find someone that you are in healthy relationship mm-hmm. with and walk it out with them. Yeah. Like, gosh, I didn't, so-and-so pointed it out. They didn't point it out from a healthy place. Yeah. But, really oh good. gosh, I can see that that could be a thing. I'm not going to be in agreement with the way that they address me. Like, you're a liar. Right. Nope. I did lie, though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're not safe to walk it out with because they're going to continue to try to convince me I'm a liar. Mm-hmm. Instead, I do have someone safe that I can come to them and say, hey, I, I've noticed I've been lying. Yeah. And I really want to walk this out and grow in maturity. Will you stay with me while I practice doing this differently? Yeah. And that's what this looks like. It may also very well look like we go back to the person who calls us a liar uh-huh. and say, hey, I need you to know that I'm not a liar. I I will admit that I did lie in this situation mm-hmm. and I was not right for that. Yeah. But that does not make me a liar. Yes. And that needs to be said in our communities that that this was not the best way to cause me to grow. So if I'm mature enough, then I can actually address that even yeah. as I'm growing mm-hmm. in other areas. Yeah. Right. Um, God, that's so hard. Right. But I mean, then that person, you know, like, yeah. there's, oh, uh, there's a lot of play, but maturity really is. Maturity is the key. The key. For, for true healthy correction mm-hmm. to be, for, for it to do what it was designed to do. Mm-hmm. Both parties have to be mature maturing mm-hmm. maturing yeah. maturing through this and understanding that like we said before that there's grace in that but it has to be yeah maturity and character development has to be at play at play and yeah. the keys and the goals mm-hmm. as we're walking this thing out right have to be yep so when your community and church or your family work environment has developed a group identity around the importance of correction, you will see the formation of healthy character. Absolutely. When it's also developed a group identity around maturity. Yes. You'll see uh, formation around healthy character. Absolutely. Your brain will automatically know the answer to the question of what do my people do when we forget to act like ourselves? Because that's what this is about. Yeah. It's, hey, Tennyson, you forgot who you yeah. are. We f- you forgot who we are. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about that. And so your brain automatically is going to know, oh, my people don't shame. My mm-hmm. people invite me to grow. And gosh, what a gift that is to have a community that isn't going to ignore your your mistakes and your flaws. They're not going to overlook them. They're not going to brush them under the rug because mm-hmm. guess what you get to do when they fail? <laughs> you have to then figure out yeah. how to brush your pain under the rug, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then nobody's winning. Mm-hmm. So instead, hey, when we hurt one another, we're honest about that. Yeah. And we address it in each other, but we address it from a from a place of we're still willing to grow together. Right. But we're not going to hide our pain. Right. And the person who's delivering that or the corrector, quote unquote, there's no hint of condemnation. There's no contempt. There's no selfish ambition. It's purely from the standpoint of. I'm here to walk with you back into healthy character, back mm-hmm. with you into relationship. That That's the goal. Right. That's how we have to enter it. Yes. And when that's absent, so when you have narcissists or people who are selfishly ambitious, mm-hmm. they might try to follow the steps of healthy correction. Yeah. But they lack the maturity mm-hmm. and they also lack a secure attachment. Mm-hmm. Remember how I talked about, I guess it was last podcast yeah. about how mm-hmm. narcissists tend to have that really broken shame piece that yeah. they've only ever experienced detachment mm-hmm. and broken attachment, especially when there's um, mistakes made 
in their childhood, they end up having people completely abandoned or detached and it yeah. creates this narcissistic tendency. It's yeah. the core of it. Uh-huh. Um, they will may try to deliver the healthy message, but they don't have what they need. They don't have the right. tools and the yes. skills that they need. So it's mm-hmm. not actually possible. And it ends up coming out as toxic shame. Yeah. So it may look like, Hey, we, but you can yeah. see and feel in the sense, sense of it that, yeah. that, that it isn't that, that yeah. somehow you still walk away feeling like a horrible Ooh. person. Yeah. Granted, like we talked about before, that may be your own trigger. Yep. So be aware of that as well. Mm-hmm. But healthy correction always invites you to return to your true identity and back into healthy, safe relationships. Yeah, absolutely. And then again, it just is something to remind us of what we've forgotten mm-hmm. and who we are. Mm-hmm. And who yeah. it is like for us to act in this situation as a community and as a group. Yep. Yeah. And it takes practice, practice, practice. As <laughs> we, we say like it a say. lot. Yeah. Practice this, and grace. Yeah. Practice and grace. So this isn't going to be our natural response. No. When, when someone wounds us relationally, we, we rarely are like, Hey, you forgot who you are. <laughs> um, but yeah. this can be learned and it yeah. should be learned and it needs to be learned because this is how we look more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. This is how we look more like the God who was in the garden and who found better clothes for us yeah. when we, when we m- messed up the whole thing, the whole thing, the whole thing. <laughs> the whole yeah. thing. And you know, and, and, and like we said before too, it's before, and this is important because think about this, even going back to the garden, God came into the garden and he corrected in a healthy way. But before he was able to do that and before it was received, and we have to follow this example as well. We have to lay the foundations mm-hmm. first of joy, yep. of hesed, group identity, yep. all while we're continuing to mature. Yes. Yes, that is the foundation. This cannot function in an insecure foundation with mu- a bunch of broken relationships. It no. just doesn't quite work. So yeah. we do need to be about the work. That's why this book goes in the order that it goes in yeah. and why it didn't start out at healthy correction. correction. It starts out with joy, joy. being our base. Yeah. And, and the fact that when we start to notice that things are breaking our joy connection with one another or causing our joy to be lowered or compromised, then then let's talk about that so that we don't have to give up joy yeah. that we don't have to walk away from one another or watch it, watch the community break down and lose the joy that it built together. Cause we've seen that before. It's like, we've seen communities yeah. that have built a great closeness mm-hmm. until, right. Until, until someone makes a mistake and, and we- breaks relationship. And then we don't know what to do. And it's so, so, so painful especially when we have had true joy with one yeah. another. And then we get to this point and we're like, we know no way to get through this because except for we, to break up and yeah, go on. Because all we know is shame as this negative thing, this toxic yes. thing. Yes. And that's all we know. And we know that if we do address some issues, mm-hmm. it will cause some shame. Mm-hmm. And it may cause on both sides. But yes. all and we pain. know and pain and pain. pain for both parties. Yeah. That's the thing. You cannot mm-hmm. do this avoidant of pain. Yeah. But let's be honest. In the moments where we try to do it the other way with toxic shame and we cast someone out that we really care about. Oh, it causes. It causes worse pain yeah. for both parties. Oh, yep. So uh, why do we do it that way? But it it's hard. It is hard. Walking through relational pain is hard. Yeah. 
but it is truly the way forward. Absolutely. And it is how we become more like him. Mm-hmm. And it is how we grow together, how yeah. we sharpen one another. Um, you know, to the scripture, iron sharpens iron. Well, in order for that to happen, they grind against one another. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. You know, iron doesn't sharpen iron by looking at each other and like being in proximity with one another. No, 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 no. They they literally yeah. grind against one another in order to sharpen. And sparks fly. And sparks fly, <laughs> don't they? Yeah. But that doesn't have to look ugly. Yeah. It's healthy. It can be actually really Very healthy, healthy and beautiful. Right. Not, not void of pain. Yeah. It really should feel loving and painful at, at the, the same, same time. If it's being done right. Yeah. Loving and painful. Yeah. Because remember that pain of shame is what causes us to change in our character, in the neuroscience of our brain. Mm-hmm. Shame was created and hardwired into us to create the right pain to want us to change. We don't change, unfortunately, as humans without some sort of pain. Yeah, that's <laughs> Whether, very true. You know, yeah. uh, as much as we would like to think that we do change because great things are happening, we don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. And so I just I just want to say this. So when, when churches and communities and families, when we fail to model healthy correction, we see very little transformation. Mm-hmm. However, when those same churches, families, and communities model do model healthy correction Mm -hmm. transformation flourishes yep and a high joy high has community with a well-developed group identity um, is ready to flourish but it still lacks this essential nutrient potentially like we talked about that it could be full of joy yeah but if we don't know how to get over the bump of healthy correction um it will be compromised and it will um often begin to splinter. Yeah. So we have to train our people. This is a training thing. Yeah. It is best if there is, if there is any possible way to do this when the road is not bumpy. Yeah. There will be bumps down the road. If you wait for that bump and try to do healthy correction when there's a giant bump in the road. Yeah. It's not a good time to try. No. This looks like we correct each other along the way. We practice little moments of what it looks like to have healthy correction in the little things. So when the big thing comes, it's not this foreign, awkward concept because then we will avoid usually because it's too, it feels too big. Yeah, absolutely. We, yeah. Yeah. We need to, as, as a church, as a community, refuse to be nice. (laughs) <laughs> too nice maybe too nice. might be a better way to put no, it no we need to refuse to be nice we should be kind kind yes but not nice in the way that we ignore yeah each other because we're just leaving each other in relational pain in reality that's not nice at all no it's not um correction is loving yeah and it Always. can very much affirm who we are and actually cause us to be the best that we can be mm-hmm. both individually and together. You've been listening to the Table and Well podcast. New episodes stream every Tuesday. Please subscribe on your favorite streaming service. <laughs>